We got our alerts up. We're good to go. It is fantabulous Friday. Can you believe it? Another week, the last full week in January, the last full week in January 2023. So um, a lot of excitement going along. Uh, there was a lot of things that were trending this week, a lot of mindset that was probably in, in uh, what I call it, invading your mind space. Uh, there's also a lot of things we had to triumph over and, of course, celebrating Wealth Wellness Wednesday. But good morning, everyone. This is Carol So, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. This is Janice, a.k.a. Wellness Diva 5.0. Yes, fantabulous Friday. And I just want to add to that mindset thing. If somebody is renting space in your mind, kick them the F out. Yeah, I had I, I saw a funny one today this morning. And you know, obviously, you know, your spouse usually turns the TV on, you know, kind of catch up with things that are going on because we've been very, very super busy this week with out-of-town friends visiting. So, and the first thing I see is a person um from California on TikTok who is now not going to be the chairperson of the intelligent committee, uh, begging for money uh, and really crying. Uh, it was pretty, actually pretty pitiful to see someone uh, of his caliber, I mean, he's been in politician for many, many years, to succumb uh, and he didn't, you know, you know, obviously, even though they're in the limelight a lot, even though they're, you know, before people, Obviously, he's always in front of the cameras. Um, it's not really a good look in my perspective. Um, and it really, it kind of cracked me up because he really does not use TikTok, number one. Uh, number two, um, half of his face was, you know, you know, it was just like his, his head, his head and his neck. So it was a very odd angle. Uh, and let's be face it, we're not professionals either. Um, but there's certain things that we've learned throughout our almost three-year full podcast. We're really approaching that fast. But I just, the message, he was literally not having a temper tantrum. I wouldn't go that far. But really, you know, it's it's the MAGA Republicans' fault. You know, um, please contribute to my fund for democracy. And I thought to myself, yeah, I'm having a fantabulous Friday and I'm just going to laugh. And he got actually the nickname Pencil Neck, <laughs> which is from the fantastic movie Ghostbusters back in the day. If you can remember, they were in the basement and they were being ordered to, you know, take the controls down of the storage facility. And um, then they end up in the mayor's suite to discuss what is going on. And they are, the Ghostbusters are giving their interpretation of this, you know, uh, try uh, emotional spirits that were coming and, you know, that the Ghostbusters needed to really come together to fight this for the city of New York. And I believe the Monsignor was there as well. Now these are obviously all actors and, you know, really talking about, you know, to the mayor and pleading to the mayor that, you know, 
and they call each other by their first names. And he, I think his name was Sonny Sonny. Like, there's a lot of New York voters that would be blessed, you know, from you granting them the opportunity to like get this thing. And the uh, they term the person that was the uh, control person of the electrical unit or the storage unit that was demanding that it be turned off, in which they did, and then all heck broke, broke loose. And they referred to him as pencil neck. And that is where the term pencil neck came in, meaning somebody that really has no power, that they're a pencil pusher, basically. But the, the term in itself is kind of a quirky term, because generally speaking, you think of the person's head and the neck. And so it, it, it went very perfect with what I saw very, very early in the morning. Well, yeah, and I saw that a few times yesterday. And what was hard for me, it, well, definitely it was hard to watch, um, but I did see it come up with the different news things. And you remember um, in ch the Charlie Brown uh, series, um, the teacher, yes. and the teacher's voice was blah, 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 blah. And I, that was kind of playing in my head as he was talking. So I'm like, <laughs> I just laughed. And then I thought of that other song. Um, I don't know who the artist is. And I started cracking up that I couldn't feel my face. And you know that song, I can't feel my face when I was, oh, yeah. well, I couldn't feel my face when I was laughing my ass off listening to this jackass. It, it, well, I mean, it really, it, it was pathetic. And, you know, I'm listening to it. I'm like, cry me a river. Like, this is, this is so unprofessional for a politician to do. And you wonder what kind of mindset would possess him. And obviously he was in his, you know, home. So it wasn't like he was in an office. It was not like he was, you know, in a professional studio, which again, we, we talked about this all the time. You don't need a studio to do a podcast or go live or any of those things. And you wanna keep them authentically real. So he was authentically real, but someone in his profession, what he does or what he's supposed to be doing for we the people, it looked pretty pathetic. So it gave me a chuckle. So it didn't interpret, it did not impact my fantabulous Friday in a bad way. I just thought it was hysterical. Yeah, yeah, he keeps, <laughs> excuse me, he keeps coming up in the, conversation of course and then of course um what i thought was quite interesting referring to uh documents of course was um national archives of course i guess reached out to past presidents and vice presidents and say hey can you please like check to see if you have any classified documents Right, so, and apparently, apparently, um, they all. Let's see, uh, the Bushes. Um, who else did they reach out to? Um, Al Gore, Pence. So far, none of them have anything. Although Bill Clinton hasn't responded yet. And what Pence before, even before that notice came out, realized that he had documents, and yeah. The other thing is, and I know that we've talked about this like 5,000 times already, but it, it bears repeating, of course, is uh, <laughs> one of the people on The View, and I'm not going to say their name because it's not worth mentioning, but in reference to this situation, 
was saying, well, the, the vice president has the authority to declassify. No, he doesn't. So look it up in the Constitution. It is under the Presidential Act only. The president has the authority to do that. And I think what is getting lost in transition is that, you know, how does that happen? Like when a president, of course, declassifies something, he can just declassify it right there. There is no, there's no set protocol as to, okay, it, it, does he need to fill out something? There's oh, nothing right. like that in place. It, it, should there be? I think at this point, yeah, they should come up. Well, I think the other the other piece of the conversation and the dialogue is many of these things are being classified as classified when they're really not classified. You know, it's not a matter. I mean, obviously, anything that has to do with our security of our country, absolutely. But I think there's some in government are saying that a lot of things are overclassified that they don't really need to be. They don't serve a purpose in such a way that would cause a national security risk. So release the information. I mean, you know, I still go back to the day, like who killed JFK? Now, you know, it's pretty much out there that a certain acronym agency was behind that. But, you know, again, just release it. The, you know, we pay a lot of taxes. We are, we the people of freedom. The American people should know some of this information, not everything. Obviously, like again, if it goes back to the security of our nation, no, uh, those are for the experts. But the the stuff that's already years old makes no relevance, um, you know. So I think the argument there would be, oh, it might embarrass that acronym agency. Well, let's face it, all acronym agencies at this point should be embarrassed by the way they politicized um, their their agencies. So again, that would not be a surprise to the common sense citizen. It just wouldn't. But I think it does a, a, their due diligence in doing that allows the people to view for themselves without a narrative from a reporter, without a narrative from you know someone on the view. You know, no one's reporting the actual facts. And when you get the facts, and the only way you're going to get the facts is to see the document. So even in this current situation with the, the person occupying the uh, people's house, they're still not even stating what these the documents are. So I hope they they find out. And you know whether it's kind of like the good old boys club, they all do it. If we have a, we have rules in place uh, that are outlined in our constitution and our other documents that they can't do it, why? Who decided that, you know, say la vie, we're just taking them? Like, where's the check and balances? I think that's part of the issue. Yeah, there's, there is no checks and balances because in that report last night that I saw, they what they were saying is that they really have no idea if anything is missing. Exactly, because how would you? Right. I mean, you don't see the archives, you know, don't, department doesn't see every piece of paper that goes by a um, any one president's desk. And the other the other piece to that, I mean, again, common sense. If anyone thinks, and, and this goes for both sides, if anyone thinks for the most part that, and I think there's some wiggle room in this statement, that they're the ones actually packing up these documents, 
they have a st they have staff that are doing that. But then you wonder on certain documents, and the only way you're gonna know that is by releasing what documents were actually found in, they found, I guess, another six boxes. I, I don't know how many boxes they're up to uh, with the current situation, but like look through them and say, okay, what's what can be declassified? A lot of stuff is overclassified. And would that person benefit from that document, whether it's knowledge, whether it's leverage, because sometimes it's leverage, then you got a case to say this was probably done with purpose. I'm sure a bunch of them were not done with any intent, with any malice, with any whatever. They just, you know, let's face it, you're not giving a lot of time between the power changing hands and you have to like, you know, the ceremony is going on and literally you got staff in there packing crap up. So of course it's going to happen, but if it's happening very frequently and they are very serious classified information, then you have to start scratching your head and say, well, wait a minute, what would be the purpose if it wasn't done by accident? Le or let's give a really flimsy example. Say that somebody's shoe polish changed colors. Now, obviously that's nothing classified. That's a basic thing. But if that document contains something that had to do that would a company that manufactures shoe polishing and the person that decided to pack that document up had a connection, a partnership, uh, you know, some sort of deal, then there's purpose there. You know that while they obviously took this document for a reason. So I think there's a, there's a lot of filtering of that as well. But I think the American, at the end of the day, the American people need to feel confident in how things are going. And this just keeps adding more salt to the wound of, we are a, a, a very broken nation. And those are the things that are out of our, our control. The only thing that we control is who we vote for. But now we're finding that that's not even kosher anymore either. So you, you have that frustration, people are getting stressed out about it. It does impact your health and wellness because you find like, okay, I'm gonna go down that rabbit hole. And that rabbit hole is gonna lead to another rabbit hole. Uh, the other rabbit hole, big rabbit hole that went on this week has to do with the uh, bills uh, running back, Damar Hamlin, of why his face is not being shown. There's a lot of, you know, what I consider uh, extra effort into trying to find out why that's going on. Apparently his hand signals, which he normally would do, don't look like him doing them. So there's some, that's a hot button topic as well. I don't know what it means. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of um, murky kind of things going on. And, you know, we're all, of course, about Fantabulous Friday. But before I forget, because um, we forgot, um, we need to announce the Do Not Award. Oh, yeah, we have to do that. How do we how do we do? I will put it in the chat before I announce it. Okay, I think so we're going to check this baby out. Hold on, folks. We got to get to the chat. There we go. We got the chat going here. Let's see. Oh, 
Well, I'm not surprised on that one. So drum roll, please. Well, do we want to say who who was actually who we nominated for those okay. that don't know? Oh, okay. So I don't have that list in front of me, but I believe it was um do you remember who all of them? Oh, um Swalwell. Yes. Oh, and uh Kareem Jean Pierre. Yes. And then uh, whatever the one Joy of you. AR. Yeah. Yeah. So drum roll. Okay. So the winner of the first two sisters, Stu Nod Award. I bet you can guess what I am going to say, but I want to congratulate Joy Behar from The View. You have won the Stu Nod Award. The you know, sisters. you really two should be proud. You really should be proud of it because I am proud announcing it. And I hope this video finds its way to you. We enjoy opposing viewpoints, okay? And I just want to make that very clear um, for both of us. And I know I kind of speak for both of us when I say that. Um, and I don't even mind when uh, newscasters um, project you know their feelings or you know how they're feeling about a certain situation but when you are reporting the news just report the news absolutely so who are we uh you know again congratulations joy um we hope you have a joyful day knowing that people just think that that award was so fitting for you um, and maybe next time do a little research before you, I know that's a, that's a, that's a stretch for her to actually do some research before she opens up that mouth of hers, but she really should. So who are you nominating this week? I already got my pick. Well, I don't, <laughs> I have to think about that because there really are so many, but I would have to say, um, that a certain, uh, press secretary needs to re be needs to uh remain on that list i i agree with that because she just it just the the stupidity gets you know if i hear the line he takes us very seriously one more time because <laughs> that's what she starts out with uh it's it's getting old you're stonewalling american people know that uh, but I do have a pick, and it, it is is the the gentleman I spoke to about this morning on TikTok, Adam Schiff. Um, you know, begging for money for a very good reason why you are not uh, allowed on the committee, because from the perspective of those that have to be on, you're not going to really pass uh, the smell test. You're not going to pass the security checkpoints because they truly believe he was one of the probably the biggest culprit that leaked a lot of things. So how can you have somebody that everything's really pointing directly to you? And I guess there is even some evidence of him tampering with text messages and changing them that's actually gone out. How can we have somebody like that ahead of you know intelligence? Like that just doesn't, doesn't make sense. So I'm, uh, and I thought it was ridiculous and very foolish that he would get on a, a uh, certain country owned platform that we are at odds with and profess that he's begging for money. He looked like a student. So that is my 
nomination. Okay, so we have those um, those names for next week, and <laughs> I will write myself a note to remember to announce that winner. Um, it's been a busy couple of weeks, and you know we are really back in the swing of things, and very excited. As I said, I think I mentioned yesterday about our um, upcoming season, and you know, Fantabulous Friday too is all about you know uh, obviously a culmination of the whole week. And, you know, patting yourself on the back, like what, what did you complete? What are you proud of yourself about? You know, maybe it was, you know, something as simple as drinking more water, whatever it is, celebrate it because, you know, that is the ground level. That is your foundation to create more momentum. I had a big, I had a big triumph this week that I'm actually celebrating. Um, and the triumph was I tried golf again. Uh, we were last night, we went to a place called big shots and you get to shoot the ball, you know, off of, we were on the second story, very, you know, fun, relaxed atmosphere. You got a couch, there's a computer, the ball, um, you have to place it in a certain area and there's a, like a chip. So it, it, it uh, you know, can, can track your ball. Um, just solidify that John and I are not golfers, uh, that pickleball is our thing, but we did get some pointers. So, so, so shout, shout out to Pete and Jack Lyman for giving us some instructions. Uh, we clearly needed them. And a funny thing really was they were really watching my swing. And when you put the ball down and obviously you're lining up your club, I have a habit of when I, uh, uh, take the, the club backwards to swing it. I go back straight, but then I kind of curve it in. So I'm actually, that's why I, I miss the ball sometimes. So they said, put the club not where the ball is, but like maybe about four inches ahead of it. So my club was actually not lined up with the ball. It was about four, four to six inches, maybe about five inches, somewhere in there in, uh, beyond. And I actually had some good hits. So it's, my swing is the issue, obviously. But, you know, there were plenty of balls that, you know, I woofed and whatever, but it was fun. And you've done that with, with Gary when you guys were here. So we had, we had, had a good time, but I triumphed over at least, I did have a few swings that I actually made contact with the ball and it went out. Didn't hit any targets per se, but, uh, you know, I didn't do too bad. So I triumphed over that. Well, that's good. I'm celebrating yeah. that. I'm celebrating that I triumphed over that. Because, you know, you know when, you're, when you're uncomfortable, with something like that. And John and I are very uncomfortable with it because we stink. Uh, we triumphed over it. And you know what? I remember go going there when we were there and it was much more fun than I had anticipated. I'm like, oh, golf. Yeah, it's, don't you think it's more fun than playing like putt-putt, you know, like playing miniature golf. It's just more fun. It was, it was challenging and, you know, just to, you know, I could hit a few good ones, but I also, you know, missed it a lot of times, but it was, it was, a lot of fun and really that's what it's all about you know yeah. coming together and having fun so on that note as i said season four heating up um we're gonna we are in the process of starting our uh, guest speakers so um of course we'll keep you posted on that and have a great fantabulous friday my name is janice aka wellness diva 5.0 and i'm with two Sisters, and this is Carol Sue, aka gonna get my Fantabulous Friday on. Uh, you know, have that conversation with yourself in the mirror. 
what did you, what do you celebrate? And yes, of course, if it's a big occasion, a big milestone, absolutely. But don't forget the small little stepping stones that actually lead you to the bigger goals. They are well worth celebrating as well. We hope that you have a great weekend and we will see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye for now.